0: i the train Flying like Speeding like a space train One more time a I'm on the night train What's the I saw the the
1: I hear his face. Such,
0: Live from the BWB Promotion Studios is Bumming with Bobcat with your host, Bum Wine Bob. All right, all right, all right. This is Bum Wine Bob coming at you with an all-new edition of Bumming with Bobcat, and we have a special guest joining the show this week. He is a former distiller and beer brewer turned podcaster. We have Mr. Bob Roland joining the show. So, hey, from one Bob to another, how you
1: doing? Bob, it is awesome to be on here. Now, we are going to have to have a knife fight later over who gets to be called Bob. Um, Now, you know, since we're drinking a particular drink of the evening that does seem to be somewhat stabby related, or at least stabbing adjacent, I think this ought to work out fine.
0: Yeah, I think uh, there's probably been one or two uh, knife fights and stabbings related to uh, the beverage we are drinking here tonight. If it's not with a knife, it might be from a shattered bottle itself you know on a street corner somewhere under a bridge in a in a dimly lit parking lot possibly i mean
1: or the really, sharp edges of shattered dreams we we have that as a weapon too bob
0: that that we always do i try to you know avoid that but you know you now you're bringing down the show you know already you know and we just we're not even a minute in and uh, we've already gone down the dark road so i'm sorry star- i'm sorry to everybody out there listening but <laughs> but uh But we do have a, I mean, since we were kind of teasing it already, we might as well kind of say, you know, for every once in a while on the show, you know, the stars align and myself and my guest, or if it's, you know, if it's just me, then whatever I drink is what I drink. But we coordinated and we have a special treat on tap for everybody this week. So people that are listening at home, are probably going to hear us talk about this. It's going to take the whole internet by storm. They're going to be mixing up these cocktails. You're going to see it at bars all over America, probably all over the world. And and I have to give Bob credit for coming up with the idea, you know, full disclosure. And he came up with the idea of coming uh, putting together a MD2020, a Mad Dog Margarita. So... Bob, I'll, I'll open the floor to you. And why? Where did you come up with this crazy idea? And I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm happy you did. But,
1: <laughs> but sure. But well, okay. So now, when we were talking, um, you know, about your show, and you know, uh, you know, m- maybe me coming on, and maybe we could collaborate on something. I figured this is great. Okay. And then you mentioned, hey, what's the bum wine drink you're going to bring in? And I was stunned. I was deer in the headlights because I mean, normally I'm a Scotch drinker beer drinker, or I just sniff glue or shoot heroin. <laughs> one, of, one of them, you know, I'm not too picky. But the first thing that came to mind was I was listening to uh, Guy Clark. And by the way, I got to give credit to Guy Clark. Uh, he has this, uh, he has this uh, great song about, uh, um, about uh, called uh, the Dublin Blues. And in the line of Dublin Blues, there's uh, a lyric in there about, um, I wish I wasn't Austin in a chilly parlor bar drinking mad dog margaritas and not caring where you are. I love that line, the idea of this uh, guy who's uh, stuck in Europe, he wishes he was back in uh, Austin, he's thinking about this girl, and he's drinking the worst drink possible, but what is a Mad Dog Margarita? So the minute I told you, let's do Mad Dog Margaritas, then I had to invent the Mad Dog Margarita. (laughs) So that, that became a difficult process of much experimentation. Now, I have had some feedback from people who, when I started talking about this process, I don't want to elaborate uh, too much on, but I, last week I started How to Make a Decent Mad Dog Margarita. And the problem is that the sweetness of it is terrible. So for those out there, if you're trying to recreate this at home, first go to the sleaziest liquor store you could get find and uh, got a bottle of Mad Dog. Now, the person behind the counter will look at you in a very odd way and probably mistrust you a little bit. Uh, but if he sells you the Mad Dog and you don't just shoplift it, uh, bring it home, uh, buy some triple sec and uh, some uh, lime juice and do a four to one ratio of Mad Dog, triple sec and uh, lime juice. Now, I found that was a little bit too sweet. Uh, obviously, salt the rim of your glass. Let's be classy here, folks. Drink with your pinky up. Only the best. Only the best. <laughs> only, only, only the best and the finest. I found that was a little a little bit too cleanly sweet. So I asked some of my friends. I said, um. So, what do you recommend that we put in this? And um, we tried a couple of experimental batches, and we tried different things. Um, one person suggested, given the nature of the drink, that we had to add uh, mouthwash to it—Listerine, uh, you know, because why not? What else would yeah? Can get, had, get right? minty,
0: minty fresh, you know, flavor to it? There, cut down on some of the uh, the sweetness a little bit. You know, I, I see where they're coming from. I get it.
1: Yeah, oddly enough, it wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad. But I figured, well, that'd be a bridge too far. I don't want to admit on air that I would just start drinking mouthwash and Mad Dog. I mean, <laughs> oh my God, my reputation is bad enough. So then the next thing was, well, why don't we try a little shot of tequila in it? And then we started adding more shots of tequila and then eventually leaving the Mad Dog out and found that we just enjoyed drinking margaritas. So that was a dead end. Uh, and then we tried grape juice. We tried other things. And uh the end of the day, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, reduce the, uh, uh, reduce the triple sec a little bit and, you know, by about 20% and up the, uh, lime juice to get a little bit of sourness, uh, make sure the rim of the glass is nicely salted and, uh, yeah, use, use the grape mad dog.
0: Yeah. The, that, that's the key to this one is the, the red grape wine MD 2020. So I took your, your advice, your, your recipe, you know, you, you tweeted out a, a picture last week of the preparation of the, uh, the Mad Dog Margarita out there, you know, the fancy, you're using your fancy margarita glasses there, your empty bottle of MD 2020. Now, I'm not as classy as you tonight. I just have it in my nice big red Solo cup, so, I mean, I'm I'm really slumming it here, you know.
1: <laughs> now, did you at least salt the edge of the glass? All you need to do is just, you know, I, I, like a I little did, bit of I did, water, I dip did, in I salt. did,
0: I did, I did put a little bit around there I wanted to get, you know, as close as I could, because I wasn't, it was mainly, I wasn't going up into the I don't really have that many uh, chances to drink many margaritas around here. So the margarita glasses are like in the very top of the, uh, of the cabinet. So, you know, I didn't want to, you know, risk my life and, you know, have to get on the chair, stand up. You know, things fall, things break, you know, all, all hell breaks loose. So I was doing it the safe way of just the plastic
1: red solo cup, the classic. All oh, right, you know, there's nothing wrong about being back to basics. Although, you know, I, I think I think there's a place for proper glassware in any household. I mean, scotch. I, there's a certain glass that feels right in the hand when you're drinking scotch. There's a certain, you know, there's a certain kind of uh, glass that's right for mm-hmm. different kinds of beers.
0: And that's true. That that's true and, you know, just for the for the world of MD2020, I was like, "Ah, the, the the solo cups fine for tonight."
1: <laughs> So for tonight, I had to go uh, restock on Mad Dog. Because as I said, uh, doing a lot of experiments. And so after buying out this liquor store supply of Mad Dog, I think it was like <laughs> four pints worth, I uh, went back there again today. And the guy looks at me with a little bit of alarm. Because, I mean, just six days earlier, I walked out with, you know, four bottles of Mad Dog. So I go in and I go, uh, do you have any Mad Dog left? He goes, no, we're out. I start to panic. Eventually you find one. He goes, how much do you drink? <laughs> and he's <it's> like, <laughs> Come on, man. You've seen me come in here. You know the answer to that question. If you have to ask, it's a bad idea. Oh, by the way, my lovely uh, co-host on the show, uh, Barbara, is currently coming in.
0: Oh, hello, Barbara. Say, say hello.
1: <laughs> oh, I, yeah, uh, Barbara. You want to quickly jump on the mic and say hello?
0: Hello. Hello, Barbara. This is Bum Wide Bob. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing quite well. What are you drinking this
0: evening? Uh, we are both enjoying our fine Mad Dog margaritas here. That that bob came up with for us we are in fine company <laughs> Along
1: with us, you enjoy that
0: oh thank you thank you let me know if you need a refill i'll try to organize this <laughs> thank you i appreciate it
1: and now she's running off see that let's keep you if you're gonna have a podcast you're fine bob and not not that there's a problem with your show, but your problem <laughs> in in life is that you don't have a proper co-host. Now, a proper co-host would be someone who would come and bring you drinks as you're in the middle of the show. Um, it's brilliant. Uh, I don't know why you didn't think of it.
0: That is a great idea. I have to. I'll add it to my ever uh, growing list of you know things to improve the the podcast with. In a uh, a drink fetcher, we could also say you know it doesn't have to be a co-host, just say. Like a uh, a minion to uh, to go grab the drinks.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, if you're going to have a bar wench, and we all should as gentlemen, you find that they're very expensive on the upkeep. And if you're only <laughs> drinking about six hours out of the day, that means that there are so many hours when they could be doing other things. So it's best to also make sure they're cross trained. For example, Barbara, how to be a co-host. So you know, just saying.
0: It's. It is not a bad idea. I. I will give you credit, man. You. You are an idea man, and I like that. You know, if it's not the. The Mad Dog Margarita, the the podcast, the uh, bar wench. <laughs> I mean, we're just getting started here too. So, so we, gotta, we got to be a long ways to go. And once these uh, margaritas keep flowing down a little more, uh, we'll see where we end
1: up. Well, I'm on number four, so this should be just, uh, I don't see any problems with this.
0: <laughs> now, I, I mixed mine up there, and I took your advice of going more with the the lime juice over the triple sec, but I I kind of did more of a, it was more like a 4-2-2 uh, ratio, right. and and the lime juice does add um, a little more of a, I like the flavor a little bit more with the extra lime, probably like you were saying, compared to the the sweetness prior to it. And in all honesty, for people that are not fans of MD twenty
1: who What uh, isn't a fan of Mad Dog Twenty? I,
0: I, I know, I know, you would be surprised. I, I say the same thing every single day when I wake up. I'm like, how do people not like this stuff? Even if it's not just the red grape wine. I mean, you've seen them out there, they there's a wide rainbow variety of colors of MD 2020 that are out there available for purchase. And, you know, some people just do not like them. Why? I, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm here to do is to spread the good word and to try to get people on board with you and me and these Mad Dog Margaritas, because if this is what it takes to kind of get people on board, lure them in a little bit, you know, you know how it is. You kind of, you know, string them along, you know, maybe... Do Okay, here's the 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 four two two, of the MD, the triple sec lime juice, and you kind of cut back, and then all of a sudden, all they have is a bottle of MD-2020 in front of them, and they enjoy it.
1: Well, take so. it in slowly at a party. So what I started doing was I said, hey, guys, we're going to have some uh, sangria margaritas for brunch. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought, spectacular. We love sangria. And I'm not lying to them. And then, you know, after a couple, that's when you say, would you like to smell the bottle cap? And you bring off that twist off bottle cap of Mad Dog and that <laughs> peculiar odor, and they all look aghast and shocked like maybe you poison them. And yeah, if you haven't poisoned them, which you should poison your guests, um, then you know, th- then eventually they come to appreciate the glory and beauty that is mad dog. Oh my god. Oh, who are we this stuff is awful? Oh god. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends. I mean I mean,
0: I'm sure I mean the the red grape wine that we are enjoying in this margarita is not on the top of my list of a variety of MD 2020 to drink straight out of the bottle but there are some others that are actually not that bad I mean I mean I don't know which ones you have had in the past you know you have your orange jubilee you have your blue raspberry peaches and cream electric melon dragon fruit I mean some of those you know they're not super great drinkers, I guess you could say, but they're not that bad in the in the world of uh, of bum wine. <laughs>
1: I'll be honest, I haven't even tried most of them yet. So when I grew up, uh, uh God that sounded like an old man, like, get off my goddamn lawn. I've been drinking mad dog margaritas. When we had uh, mad
0: dog it was only one flavor, you know, and right. I had to walk uphill in the
1: snow <laughs> well I, I had to walk half a block to the convenience store because there's only a place i got shoplifted when i was 14 <laughs> but aside from that no I, I mean there's like grape and red and the grape was preferable to the red i haven't tried some of the day glow ones i mean they actually look kind of interesting
0: yeah uh, your, your homework for for the evening you know is to go out and if you can get some of the other flavors give them a shot and let let us know uh, how they are. I think some of them you might be. I was gonna say pleasantly surprised yeah. with the with the taste, but I'll just leave it with surprised with how they uh, <laughs> how they
1: turn out. Well, now that I raided the liquor store nearby me, uh, it might be a little bit difficult to find at this hour. But <laughs> uh, so the the liquor store guy not only remembered me from the, the buying all the Mad Dogs, uh, but talked a little bit about, well, what are you doing with it? I'm doing some uh, Mad Dog margaritas. And for some reason, we started getting into this William Shatner off where we both started trying to do Rocket Man, singing Rocket Man to each other in William Shatner voices. (laughs) I've seen her think about that, realizing, I don't know how I got from that point to doing a William Shatner sing-along in a liquor store. But he's a nice guy, is guess what I'm trying to say.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. You need to to have a good uh, relationship with your local... uh liquor store, uh, attendant, I guess we could call them, you know, and say, you know, yeah, I used to have one, you know, by me that had a, you know, wide variety of MD 2020 and, you know, I would really be the only person that would go in and, and buy it. So, you know, they, they get to know you because of these things. They're like, Oh, you're back for more, uh, MD 2020, right? They're like, Oh yeah, I used to drink this stuff, you know, all the time. One guy went on this whole big rant the one time when I was buying a 40 of Colt 45 and he's like, "Oh man, I used to drink this stuff all the time and have wild parties, you know." And I'm like, "Dude, here's my uh, two dollars and fifty cents. Just get me the bottle, and I want to get out of here."
1: <laughs> you know, but maybe that was a maybe that was Billy D. Williams behind the counter. You don't know. Maybe Go he ahead. was, you know, because he hasn't worked in a while. Maybe it was actually Billy D. Williams, and he's trying to tell you, "Look, I had a really great time drinking Colt 45. Let me tell you about being Lando." Let me tell you about playing uh, uh, Harvey Dent in the uh, 1989 Batman. And you could have had those stories, but instead you just said, Dude, let me get out of here. I I can't believe you blew off Billy D. Williams like that. You are a monster, Bob. A monster. Oh,
0: see, I got to go find this guy now. I got, I got to go make right. All right. Well, well, thanks for being on the show. I got to go do some work now. I'll see you next time. (laughs) Talk, talk amongst yourselves for the next uh, half hour.
1: (laughs) All right, the next 25 minutes is going to be the Billy D. Williams cast. All things Billy D. Williams.
0: Oh, Billy D. Oh, Billy D. All (laughs) all day, all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. A little BD action.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but if, if it was him, I I would be more than happy to sit down, crack open a Colt 45 with Billy D and, you know, you know, shoot the shit and uh and hear all about his his life and his his various uh works and everything that goes along with it.
1: Was well, that infectious smile, which is why he's known as, you know, Billy D Smile Master, mm-hmm. BDSM. So this is going to be the BDSM podcast. Um <laughs> and people will get, you know, the the wrong idea, but
0: wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time with the name bumming in the, in the title. I don't know how many times I get people from the UK who say stuff, you know, you know, in the UK that means something totally different. And I'm like, yes, I understand that means anal sex to people in the, in the UK. So.
1: Right, well, I mean, originally my podcast was going to be, um, I have sex with uh, small animals. Uh, podcast, uh, because it's a regional expression, uh, meaning uh, like comic books. Um, but apparently, uh, that doesn't translate well yeah, uh, to other yeah. audiences. So I had yeah. to, I had to abandon that notion.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's trial and error. You know, you have these ideas, and they don't always work out great to begin with. But you know, you expand on them, and eventually, you'll find that sweet spot and make it work.
1: Well, you know, the nice thing is after after last week's show, Bob, I, I feel like I have a luxury to say pretty much anything on this podcast. <laughs> That that is
0: true. You you do, and and, and I've said it many times. It's a, it's an open door policy here. Uh, it's a judgment free zone. So if you have anything you want to get off your chest, uh, feel feel free. I mean, I know uh, some people like to take that literally, and you know tell us quite a few things. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I have no issue with that. But you know the the floor is yours to to expand upon anything you want. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, yeah, so I, <laughs> Mad Dog is, I don't know, I, I mean, I have like a nostalgia uh, for it, but oh my God, is this stuff rough, but I gotta tell you, as a margarita, as a mixer, it's not very high alcohol, um, The there, there's two kinds of Mad Dog grape, there's the 18% and the 13%, I uh, have the 18%, and that's not too bad, you know, I mean, each margarita is maybe the equivalent of maybe a couple of beers, so. Yeah,
0: it, it really isn't, and people will, like I said, people will just hear that in the name and they'll be like, oh man, that's, that's terrible. How would you drink that? And when you mix it up with everything else, the triple sec, the lime juice, and like I said, you're not just drinking it straight up. You're just using it as a mixer in between. It's really, it's, it's not that bad. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I have some, uh, some, I mean, I even went fancy with the crushed ice. In the cup, too. So you can kind of hear that the little jingle yeah, in there. Look at you. Yeah, see, I mean, this, I wasn't, I was going to do the cubes, but I say, you know what, this is, this is a fancy drink. We got to go with the, with the crushed ice for, for this one. So, I mean, but it's, it's good.
1: Yeah. Well, I did the, uh, I, I, I did the uh, chipped ice and really vigorously shaking. I mean, just like you are just shaking it like, a, like a, somebody talking about a Polaroid picture. Yeah. Although don't actually shake Polaroid pictures. And it, it, yeah, it actually—you know—I poured out, nice and foamy. Has that nice little iciness, uh, you know? I mean, it's not as good as like a Hemingway, and you're dealing with, you know, your classic cocktails. Hemingway's a better drink, but the, uh, yeah, the margarita—it's a good drink. And with the uh, margarita, it's—I'm—I'm uh, I'm just grasping for straws here, Bob. <laughs> I'm grasping for straws. <laughs> but but it's—it's it, it's, it.
0: we're we're recording this on a Monday. It's MD Twenty Twenty Monday, Mad Dog Margarita Monday. When this podcast drops, we'll drop it on a Monday, so it will be the perfect storm of the the MD Twenty Twenty and the Mad Dog for the Margarita Monday Madness
1: podcast. I mean, it, you know, it... if if Taco Tuesday took off, why not Mad Dog Margarita mm-hmm. Monday? Mm-hmm. Listeners out there, if you're not sitting here with a fine chilled glass of a Mad Dog margarita, by all means, rush to your liquor store. No, not the good one. They wouldn't carry Mad no, Dog. No, 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 <laughs> The dangerous looking one. You know, exactly. the one with the bars no, on the window.
0: Yeah, no self-respecting liquor store will will sell most of these things. You have to really, and I've said that many times, you have to go out there, you have to do your searching. You got to go out there. You got to go to the bad part of town, you know, some sketchy neighborhoods, you might think you might not make it out alive, but if it gets you a bottle of MD-2020 in the process, you're doing okay.
1: It, 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 there really is something really fun about the varieties of liquors out there, and... You got everything with a high class, I'm going to spend you know, a couple hundred dollars on this great bottle, to I'm going to spend four bucks on this pint glass. It's already shaped like a flask, so I don't even need to pretend like I'm going to put it on a counter somewhere. Obviously, it's going in my jacket pocket.
0: Exactly. So, you know, these wines,
1: these wines started off as being, uh, trying to get a higher class of drinkers. So yeah, uh, yeah. Thunderbird originally was aimed for the very you know, wealthy, upper-middle-class market. And then it turns out the upper middle class market didn't want to drink it. Same thing with <laughs> exactly. malt liquor. And they go, "Well, who is drinking it?" And then when you realize your audience is not who you expected, then you just sort of lean into it a little bit, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and like I said, I was going to say that is funny. You know, if you go back and you look, you can find some pictures out there of like the original. You know, when they first introduced the MD twenty twenty, I think I think it was back in the seventies at some point when they. They first came out with it. the same thing with with Thunderbird wine. And, you know, and they it was, you know, it was marketed towards that more, you know, higher class, you know, uh, genre of people. And <clears throat> all of a sudden, I guess they tried it and said, we do not want this shit. And that then <laughs> then it was the, you know, the people on the streets that started to drink it. And then from there, it 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 took off.
1: What's lean into the audience? Uh, both of us have podcasts, but I mean, if you suddenly woke up one morning and found out that your podcast was mostly uh, 90% uh, furries, wouldn't you be a little bit tempted to put on like a wolf costume or something, right? Like you just sort of, you lean into your audience. It's an important thing to do.
0: Yeah, if, if that's what it will take and the, if that will bring in the, the listeners and the, <laughs> the viewers, then I'll you give know, it a shot.
1: You're trying to please them. You're trying to please them. That's exactly what Morgan David did. They said, you know, this kosher wine thing. Oh, forget about it. And we're going to lean into this uh, particular market of hobos, uh, stabbing people and people in jail cells. Spectacular. Good for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. More power to them.
1: (laughs) Do you know who else made Mad Dog 2020 in the years of ownership? I just found out about this today. Uh, I I don't know. You, You got me stumped on that one off the top of my head. I don't know. Nineteen seventy. I'm not kidding about this. The Coca-Cola Company.
0: Purchased wow,
1: them. really? Yes, that's right. So it's not have a Coca and a smile. It's a have a Mad Dog and a smile. So just imagine
0: the way things could have been, and if things had turned out just a little bit differently, you know, with your with your Coca-Cola right there for you if know got the, the, Ad the soft Camp drinks. Things. Yeah, the, the the Mad Dog 2020 could have been the Coca-Cola of of cheap booze and and bum wine, you know, it, it would have been. We'd see commercials for it all the time, you know. Dude,
1: Christmas time, that polar bear would be sitting there drinking a bottle yeah. of Mad Dog out of a paper bag, <laughs> probably stabbing an elf or something. I mean, you know, it's Mad Dog after all. Hey, hey. That would have been a very different tone.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, you have, like I said, you have to lean into your market. You know, mm. so. If that's what they like, they want to see Santa stabbing (laughs) uh, an elf, you know, with a a broken bottle of MD-2020, then so be it. If that (laughs) sells it, then, hey, man, go for it. Load them up.
1: It's a broken Santa Claus in a puddle of his own urine saying, I just beat Mrs. Claus for not having dinner ready. But that's all right. I have a mad dog. (laughs) Ho, ho,
0: ho. Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> uh, Mad Dog, it gets you off the naughty list. Yeah. <laughs>
0: See, we're coming up with these ideas. And these guys really should be, if you guys are out there listening, everybody out there,
1: do That's it. Right. Right. <laughs> Whatever ad company is currently handling Coke's campaign, and I know you guys sold your interest in uh, Mad Dog, but if you ever repurchase it, an ad campaign, you're trying to decide what to do, Hey, give us a call, uh, Bob. What do you think? Two of us get Bob and Bob, a Bob and Bob ad agency. I think it's great.
0: I like it. I like this idea. See, we're, we're coming together here. These, you know, these major conglomerates. Now we have this partnership forming. You know, this is this is going to be the next level. This this is next level stuff right here, with the MD 2020, and not just MD 2020. We'll expand it to all different sorts of. Uh, of cheap booze and, and alcohol. So don't just think we're going to be pigeonholed into the MD 2020s of the world. We're going to take it all over the place.
1: Oh, I, I, I just, just an important update. Important update is that uh, my host is managed to get me another one. So I, I don't know what number I'm on, but whatever. Okay, These so, are so fine. You, just fine.
0: So, so, so did you teach her the, uh, the recipe for it? Is she mixing them up for you and bringing them in pre-mixed or are you getting...
1: I did. I did. We 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 enjoy cocktails together. More more than a few cocktails every now and then. Now, partly this is my fault. When I met her, she enjoyed an occasional thing of wine. Uh, but uh, now, um, yep, yep, you yep, know, she'll bring in the cocktails. And now uh, just, you got uh, her
0: on the Mad Dog Margarita train. So hey, man, I'm gonna get give, give you a round of applause and and more power to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, th- 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 then again, I also convinced her doing a podcast is a good idea, and that we should do the podcast about comic books. Which, yeah, I, um, I was
0: gonna say. I mean, I know oh. we haven't really uh, dove into to your your podcast a lot. And you know, we were talking about the the gal walks into a comic shop, you know, podcast um, with with Bob and Barbara, who graced us with her presence a few minutes ago to to spread the good word of the uh, Mad Dog Margarita. So, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, give a, you know, while we're you know talking about all the great things of of md 2020 let's hear about your side of things and what you guys talk about on on your podcast which i know from from listening to some of your episodes that certainly the topics of md 2020 do not come up very often
1: (laughs) no we're almost uh i'd say we're a solid pg-13 probably just pg uh, yeah yeah but yeah no i mean you know we're trying to say what's going over drinks uh Probably over some nice, uh, nice whiskey or what have you. I would try to decide what we wanted to do for podcast. and we both hated what each other did for podcasts. And you know what? You know she loves a true crime podcast. I hate true crime podcasts. I like comedy podcasts. She hates comedy podcasts. What are we going to do? Uh, but we know that we love talking to each other, so we decided that we would just, you know, kind of find a topic that we could both be interested in. And yeah, you know, one day she noticed that um, my secret shame was that I had hidden in my closet all these comic books, and she was shocked by them. And asked me about them. And I go, well, what? You never read a comic book? And we decided, yeah, that'd be a great uh, topic for a podcast. So it's uh, me, a uh, comic book geek who's sometimes embarrassed about how much I know about comic books. I can tell you all about the Battle of Hastings and all about uh, Galactus and how he survived the end of his universe into the new universe. Ah, uh, but yet I can't remember what my mom's birthday is, right? I'm like one of those people. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's, it's all the the useless information you have no problem remembering or recalling on the spot if somebody asks you, but when it comes to important dates and facts, it's like, uh, uh let me uh, look it up for you really quick.
1: Yeah. So Barbara and I said we're going to be really disciplined, you know, on this podcast. We're going to have a strict format. It's going to be review uh, four books uh, in this order, have these quizzes, bam, 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 bam. And by episode number two, we had already broken format, and then we realized out of—we took a sample of—we're going through old episodes, to decide which ones to delete, and we realized that we actually broke format on more than half of all our podcasts, meaning that we actually have no format. So, yeah, anything <laughs> from, you know, hey, let's do an audio drama of original writing featuring the shadow— Or let's do all Lois Lane comics reenactments to interviews to news. And and it was the whole idea was, you know, she is a newbie to world of comics, but it slowly turned into something very different because partly she's now read probably 200 comics, uh, but she is so brilliant and wonderful and seeing things through her eyes is really a fun thing. Plus, it allows me to read comic books uh, when I should be mowing the lawn and saying, "Hey, honey, exactly. I'm just doing research for the show." I, I, what am I going to do? <clears throat> it's just really it's, it's the evolution, level yeah. thinking. But yeah, she is she is truly a wonderful co-host, and have so much fun doing the podcast with her. And uh, I'm not sure if we're always going to be doing comic book podcast, but it is absolutely <laughs> a lot of fun to do, and I, I love the response we got. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of folks listening. You know, I mean, if we're you know like three or four hundred listen, we're It's a good day. But for the most part, it's the people who really dig what we're doing. And I I like that. You know, we get some really good feedback and I don't know, feels good to do.
0: Yeah, that's it. If one person listens and enjoys it, that makes it worth it, you know. But it's really as long as you enjoy doing it. And I say that all the time, too. What it's like if you have fun doing the podcast, occupies your time. It's an excuse to not do the other things, like like you said, mowing the lawn or other uh, <laughs> things that you should be doing. Uh, and in, and in your case, you you get away with you know not doing it uh, because you say, oh, I'm just doing research, you know, for the podcast we're recording tomorrow, you know. So in that case, it's a win-win for for you. You get to read comics and enjoy them, talk about them, you know, things you love, and you get to share it with people. And I said, if they listen. Great. And, you know, if they they don't, then, you know, screw
1: them. We used to also have a pirate radio uh, uh, broadcast that we do every week. And, you know, we'd play music and it was completely illegal. I mean, we we're playing whatever music, you know, we felt like, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, Guy Clark, maybe it's uh, Tom Waits, maybe it's Louis Armstrong, maybe it's Black Flag, maybe it's the dead Kennedy's, whatever you felt like playing. And we would maybe have five or six people listen because we couldn't really advertise it that much. But, The point of doing it was the joy of being a disc jockey, trying to cultivate some music, trying to find a theme to the show. And it doesn't matter how many people listen. If we had only five people listening, we had we were having a good time. We we had a party one time. We had 10 people on the air and three people listening. Right. There were more people in the studio than there were listening around the world. But it was the most fun show we ever did. I think that, you know, if you're out there and you think about doing a podcast, I think everyone now has a podcast. Yeah. Every other yeah.
0: cat has a podcast. Oh yeah. my
1: god. <laughs> you know, that cat doesn't mean you know, the uh the, the hairball cast, the hair cast. Yeah, the hair I, cast. I really yeah. think that might go somewhere. I think yeah, it's exactly
0: uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of meowing and yeah, and a few hackins in between, you know, and then yeah. drinking a little water, eating some food, a little bit oh of meowing. God.
1: Last I mean, week's show, last it's, week's it's, show, where it was an hour of anus licking, I thought was the most <laughs> fascinating thing I ever heard. I mean, definitely better than anything that uh, NPR has ever put out. So uh,
0: I was, was going to say, did you get confused, you know, with uh, with anus licking? Were you listening to, to my show last week and heard some of the uh, the stories that came up? I mean, I'm I'm it not, 100%, want I'm to not go a
1: party and blow guys. You know, I tell I'm, you not that a, I'm
0: not 100 percent sure. But I think that probably came up at some point last week. You know, I'll have to go back and listen again. But you know, if it wasn't anus licking, it was probably something very similar to it.
1: Aries, if you're listening, God bless you. You know, I mean, that's the <laughs> thing. That, that's the thing about drunks, right? Like you go to a bar, and no matter who you're with, you're gonna have a good conversation, right? Because it doesn't matter who. It breaks down those social barriers. And I think some of the most uptight people in the world are those who are, you know, that are, in America, you have this contrast between the Puritans. Uh, And the Cavaliers, right? You know, there's people who are the good, noble people who are terrible to have as neighbors. And then the loud, rowdy, rebellious jerks who are miserable to have as, uh, you know, who are miserable people morally. uh, Absolutely sinful. But you know what? They're the best people to hang around with. Those are the people who make life (laughs) interesting. So- your show is a, absolutely the Cavaliers. <laughs> uh, so screw the, pur- the, the Puritans. It, Let's it, not drink more bad dog margaritas.
0: Exactly, because I was going to say, because it's funny, after I posted the show last week, I sent her the, the link. I said, you know, the podcast is posted. And then she sends her response back and says, this is the drunkest I've done a podcast so far. <laughs> and then she said, I'm, I'm kind of worried. Maybe I'll figure out why facial abuse blocked me. LOL, <laughs> so...
1: Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. How do you get blocked by facial abuse? I, now, I, 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 I don't I've, know. I've, I've, I've seen their work. Now, granted, some of it is a little bit too sophisticated and <laughs> over my head. I mean, I understand, yes, this is the metaphor of what society is doing to us. I, I get that. I get the artistic intent. I didn't realize it would ever block somebody.
0: I didn't either, and and I... <laughs> and, and after talking to her and, you know... Uh, hearing about everything she does when she said that she somehow got blocked by by them i was like i i have no idea how the hell you would manage to to get blocked but hey maybe it was just a simple misunderstanding and by the time this podcast is released they'll have worked everything out and everybody will be happy and on the same page again and if there's there's anything i can do help mend the fences between these two sides, I am more than happy to lend my services and help
1: out. You are a diplomat, a hero, a philosopher king for the modern age, Bob. This is, uh, the, I, am, I am awed to be in your presence over there.
0: <clears throat> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate the kind words.
1: So, the, uh, yeah, uh, uh, damn it. Okay, well, I, <laughs> bad news, people. I officially have word. We are now out in this household. In the Galwatch studio, we are now out of all our Mad Dog. Uh-oh. I am actually going to have real live good whiskey.
0: <laughs> oh, now we, now we are classing up. I mean, I'm still drinking. I still have some uh, Mad Dog left on tap on my end. So I, while you're starting to class things up over there, you know, I'll, I'll still slum it on my end in the meantime.
1: Well, now I don't know exactly what I'm gonna get. Now I know what I have in the bar, but I don't know what's gonna wind up in my hand here. So, uh, who knows? But unfortunately, I think I might be breaking format here. Uh, breaking news: Bum Wine Bob has a guest who does not have a bum wine in the house right now.
0: <laughs> now, nah, trust me, it, it would not be as much as I would love to have all the guests to to bring their own bum wine to the show. It, it's more likely not to happen than to happen in, in many times. And I'm like, as long as you have a drink. Uh, i'm happy um because i've had some people reach out to me about you know being on the show and i had one guy reach out who was said that he's like this anti-alcohol or living like a clean life thing and like he had like his pr person reach out and say oh this guy would love to be on your your show i think it'd be a great fit and i'm like did you do you know what the what we talk about on the on the show and this guy's trying to preach like, you know, no alcohol, clean living is a, is a better life. I'm like, I don't think this is going to work out.
1: (laughs) No, uh, this country was founded on drunkenness. Uh, Benjamin Franklin had over 200 words for being drunk. True story. Uh, he uh, There was uh, chagrined, um, uh, uh, cherry merry, uh, uh, yeah, eat a toad and a half for breakfast. Uh, I'm trying to recall other ones. Uh, crump-footed was another great phrase of his for someone being drunk. Glazed. We don't even have that word anymore. Uh, got the gout. That was another one he had. Uh, got on his little hat. Loose in the hilts. Haunted with evil spirits. Jolly jagged jambled going to Jerusalem, jocular, been a Jericho, juicy. This is Benjamin Franklin. I mean, this man has been busy. He's not only creating the greatest land this country is, this world has ever known, but he's also drinking like a proper man should. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I don't want to have a tea turtle. What are you talking about, uh, Benjamin Franklin? Exactly. This is America. This, America. This is,
0: this is how we do in America. <laughs> this is how we celebrate. We like to drink, like to have a good time. So, hey, if that's how you want to live your life clean alcohol free. hey, more power to you. Uh, just not right here. it's okay <laughs> <laughs> Now when, when you were talking about before about you know when you were doing your you know radio show and playing it uh, and you had people you know in studio with you brought me on to something that you guys posted a, a poll and you talked about on your show this past week about playing your own podcast at a, at a party you're hosting. Now, oh. now I know you said that you thought it was too uh a little too uh too campy, you know, and you know you're tooting your own horn and your your co-host Barbara was was for it. Now, I kind of fall in between on that. Now, I I am more than happy to to self-promote myself all day, all day long. And I'll show up to any party or host a party with my own, uh, BWB, uh, swag, uh, <laughs> uh, all the time. But it's kind of a, a fine line between playing your own podcast or just constantly talking about it. Cause I'll talk about mine all day long, even if people don't want to listen to me or hear me say it, uh, so I, I just, I saw that question you guys posted and I was like, you know, this is really a great topic of discussion.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's fascinating, right? I mean, so in an age where, you know, we, we feel like what, you know, we want to have a podcast, right? We feel like things we have to say are important enough for everyone to listen to, which is, uh, well, I mean, it's a fallacy to begin with. But it's the same as if we call in the '90s. Uh, everyone's reading beat poetry at uh, coffee shops, right? And Heinlein had that great quote of people who read poetry in public may have other bad habits. My view has always been, even when I used to do such terrible things, that you know it's like public masturbation. Now we—it's fine for us to <laughs> masturbate at home, right? But the minute you do it in front of other people, it's a little bit weird. Exactly. And. If you masturbate in public while making eye contact with somebody, even worse, you're <laughs> masturbating in front of a friend while making eye contact with them and having a drink, it could be a power play or it could just be weird. I view playing your own podcast at a party is exactly in that category. Now, in fairness to Barbara, uh, people do share their things they do. We have a friend who's a photographer, we take a look at their photos. Friend who's in uh artist uh, will take a look at her paintings. A friend who is a musician, of course he could play something, right? Why are podcasts different? Well, I think podcasts are a personal, very personal medium of communication. We, we listen with our headphones. It doesn't work listening to podcasts in groups because it is a personal communication between the person on the microphone to you. So you're taking the very private and making it very public who wants to hear that? So ignore the fact that it's your own podcast. Any podcast is a terrible far- party faux pas. Nobody wants to stop what they're doing, having the great conversations, having the drinks, having fun to listen to a podcast. And God <clears throat> forbid if you're the one inflicting that on other people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I do. Have to say. I, I thought it was funny when. Uh, that question was uh, was posted up there. Then I heard you guys talking about it on on your show, and I was I was kind of with you on it because I'm like, yeah, I mean, the podcast is more of a, a singular, intimate type thing. And at a party, I'd rather just play a bunch of you know random music that um, people might not like, but I might like. So I, I'm I'm more likely to push you know, and an 80s Robert Palmer mix on everybody instead of uh, my, my own podcast. But but I'll sit there all night, you know, with my, you know, bum wine, Bob coozy and wearing my shirt and and fanny pack and talk about it the whole time. I have no problem doing that.
1: I, you know, I'm still a little bit awkward. I, you know, even when people ask me, hey, what's your podcast? And, and that's partly because of the topic of conversation. Now, if I had your podcast, which, by the way, I could take over. Since it, we do change the name, right? <laughs> it, Brilliant. it would
0: be a perfect fit, yeah. You don't have right. to do oh, anything.
1: <laughs> which reminds me, when you open the package I send you next week, uh, don't open in front of other people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so let's say hypothetically you happen to explode in some weird, mysterious way. We don't know how. Um, and so I took over your podcast. I would probably say, sure, you know, I do a podcast about getting drunk, talking to interesting people. Great. But if I'm sitting there going, you have a podcast about comic books. At that point, what am I expecting? Uh, Usually it's a blank stare. Look, look. I mean, this is I picked a topic that as much as I love the topic, I know this is not for everybody. I'm not telling my dad, hey, dad, maybe you can be proud of me for once. I've talked about comic books. (laughs) Great. I get that. I I say, you know, son, even though your dad may not have always been the best dad, at least he talks about comic books over the Internet. No, he's not going around saying that's the best thing about his dad. Terrible, terrible topic. So I, I don't even carry the cards for the podcast. anymore. Although I do love our podcast. I, mean, I honestly do. And, and I love our listeners. and I love my co-host. And I love what we do. But it's not something that I'm just out in public. I'm going to brag about. I'll if I talk about, I'll, I don't know, I'm going to show them my, my photography. I'll show them something. I'll show them my penis. Uh, I love my penis. <laughs> it doesn't mean I should show it to them.
0: Well, you know, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the first time that we had a lot of penis talk on the on the podcast. So, I mean, if if you'd like to sit here and chat about your penis, I mean, feel free.
1: Nor would it probably be the first time I show my penis after too many Mad Dog Margaritas. So, you know, there you yeah, go. Yeah,
0: so it, it it happens. You know, you put two and two together. You know, bada bing, bada
1: boom, and your penis is out. That's right. So, I guess what I'm really saying is it depends on your friends. If your friends are all right with you. Um, you know, uh, showing your slides of what you did in second grade, then great. Maybe you also play your podcast uh, while you're at it. But I'm saying for a party where maybe you're playing some Miles Davis, I don't know. Maybe a podcast doesn't come on that playlist. That's what I'm saying. But <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see how the voting winds up. But oh, the last I checked, I think uh, Barbara's getting properly trounced, so I'll probably make fun of her next podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. It- it's it's a fine line, and it, it's it's funny
0: because it's like, okay, some people are like, yes, you know, with your own uh, creation, you know, like I said, similar to photos and drawings and things like that that you want to show off, but it's a different type of medium compared to just things that you show people. They have to actually sit there and listen to what you're saying, so I get it, but I mean, even f- for you, I mean... Hey, get out there, you know, tell people, you know, say, Hey, look, you like comics. I got a podcast, you know, see, and, you know, spread the, spread the good word. And Hey, and even people, I still get asked questions all the time from, <clears throat> from, uh, from people I know in real life that are like, man, what the hell, why would you come up with a podcast for this? And and where did you come up with this idea? And, and, and why do you like uh, cheap booze? And I'm like, well, because, cause I'm cheap and I, I don't want to spend that much money to, to drink and get drunk. Is is, is that a
1: crime? Well, yeah, as a formative steward, I will say should probably should be <laughs> probably to some people. They probably would say that, but,
0: <laughs> but I'm like, Hey, it was an idea. And, and here we are. We're drinking, well, mad, us- Do- we're, we're drinking mad dog margaritas now. So, so jokes on you.
1: There we are. And, You know, there's the thing, like when someone when someone would come up to me and I I used to make this uh, incredible rum that was made out of maple syrup, like pure New York State maple syrup. We would uh, ferment it, distill it, uh, age it in oak. Uh, It was probably one of the greatest drinks man has ever made. We weren't allowed to call it a rum, but in effect, it was a rum. Uh, And people would come up. Oh, well, I like I, I, I like fireball. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not even a whiskey. Yeah, uh, that's, it's, that's a liqueur. It, it, it's it, with it's artificial flavoring
0: and and um and um antifreeze, right? Wasn't that the whole uh, controversy a few years ago about the antifreeze and the Fireball? So, hey, you like drinking antifreeze?
1: Yeah. Well, and 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 the bigger problem is that, and this also holds true for a lot of the craft uh, craft spirits that a person might drink. The majority of the time, it is actually a what they call an NGS, a neutral grain spirit. Uh, And it's basically it's pure ethanol purchased out of a plant from Indiana that they put in the bottle. Uh, They will, you know, water it down. They will add flavoring. They might even age it in barrels and call it theirs. But it's not something they actually literally distilled on site. Uh, and, uh, we need better labeling in bottles. Uh, you know, I mean, the laws are crazy with regards to, like, here are the rules about how big the type font can be, what you can say, but what it doesn't demand is the one thing we'd probably want to know is, like, where was this actually made? Exactly. That we can never find out from the label.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so, so now I know you you're you talking about the distilling and and brewing stuff there. Now, you don't do much of that anymore? The... Uh, brewing your own beer and and stuff like that
1: well okay so i I started off like a lot of people uh just making my own beer which is one of the best hobbies any human being can have especially at a time when i started where you couldn't find craft beer on the shelves so i had to make it myself delicious and it's a great hobby i loved it i loved you know entering the competitions winning the awards all that stuff and then maybe i maybe built an illegal still and <laughs> then I got into uh, distilling. But I wouldn't say that on air because no, would no, be no. admitting criminal fault. Uh, ATF, if you're listening, I didn't really say that. Uh, and I did that for a number of years, and I loved doing it. But unfortunately, the market for craft spirits is not one that the, – the way to make a million dollars by selling whiskey is to start off with $10 million, right? I mean that is the <laughs> – yeah, heat exactly. you gotta, you
0: got to spend money to make money.
1: Right, and then you're not going to make a lot of money. The, the The margins just aren't there if you're actually making good craft spirits. And so, I mean, unfortunately, it leads to situations where either, you know, the company isn't able to produce anymore, which is the first place it worked at, um, or it's run with some... Well, I'm not going to speak any bad about the last place it worked at, but it didn't, it didn't work out, let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. So, after a while, you start getting a little bit burnout out over that industry, so I went back into uh, photography, but yeah, it's something which I still love doing, and I'm actually working on – well, I can't admit that I'm working on building a still uh, because, <laughs> once again, that would be illegal exactly. in the United States. Exactly. No, no, no. And this States, just and hypothetically. Right, hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, I dream yeah. of having a still, and I'll probably wind up getting back into beer. But in the meantime, everything which I know has turned me into two things. One, a person who could drink far too much because distilling, you wind up during the course of a day. Just tasting, because um, distilling, as it's coming off the still, the only way to tell whether you're at the heads, the hearts, or the tails, the three different parts of the separation of alcohol from, uh, the, uh, you know, from what you're starting out with, the only way to tell when something changes is by tasting it. And one day I actually measured how much exactly am I tasting. I realized that my very existence of going into work <laughs> meant that I had five drinks a day.
0: So it's not much different than mixing together your... Perfect Mad Dog Margarita.
1: That is exactly true. You have
0: to to give it a shot. You got to put in your ingredients. You got to take a take a sip. You got to taste it. Not ready yet. You got to keep going on. Next one.
1: Yeah, and then wherever you go, you're gonna have to go out and like sell a little bit, right? And sometimes, if you're selling, like the bartender occasionally gets a shot. Well, sometimes you have to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, no, it is one of the terrible aspects of the industry. But however, it did turn my liver into this incredibly functioning machine where unfortunately now I need like a 12 pack if I'm going to have a good evening. <laughs>
0: which is, which is good and bad. And as I have friends, you know, that, that say the same thing too. They're like, Oh, well, no, oh, we're having this party, you know? Okay. Well, you know, or you said, you said to bring a 12 pack, but I'm only going to drink, you know, a six packs, not enough, but a 12 pack is too much for, for him, he's like, Well, but I know if you guys bring a twelve pack, you'll probably drink your twelve pack and then look look for more yeah. beers. So whatever was left over out of mine and you guys will probably drink. I'm like, Yeah, you're probably right.
1: <laughs> yeah, t- t- tolerant tolerance is a pain. I, I in fact I've go through times where I'll purge myself and not drink for like, you know, three or four months. And just so I can have that wonderful here's that a six feeling, pack, Yeah, happy, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: What's I mean, your what's your go-to uh, beer-wise? What do you are you on? Are you more on the the craft beer side of things, or are you a classic uh, cheap beer person?
1: You know, I I have to admit, I really do love a, a really good body of a beer, and I know it's the trendy thing to say, "Oh, IPAs are for newbies." <laughs> Here's the thing. I still have, I still remember my first really hoppy beer, right? Like this best flavor in the world. In fact, the best beer I ever had was the first IPA I ever brewed. So something with a really good hop profile. I'm not talking like Cascade. It's going to taste like grapefruit level uh, hops. I'm talking about something that has a nice subtle blend of hops to give something interesting. One of my favorite beers right now is uh, Southern Tier. Uh, They're local to uh, upstate New York. Uh, they're, uh, two times IPA, really good body to it. Uh, incredible flavor. It's also so many goddamn calories that I'm forced to jog the next morning every <laughs> single time I drink it, but
0: that's the problem you see.
1: Yeah. But, but I mean, but, I, but, but I love it. I, and then as far as the go to, you know, I, it, it's really hot outside and mowing the lawn. I have things to do today. I need to have two or three, but I don't want to be drunk. I have to admit, probably Labatts, uh, just because you know we're by the Canadian border here in Buffalo, New York. Okay. So, yeah,
0: yeah. You know,
1: it's like it, it, it's it's simple, like our yeah. natty, it's like our natty ice, you know.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. It's simple. It's it's nothing. It's nothing too crazy. Like I said, it's not on the IPA level. It's not like an eight, nine percent, you know, IPA that you're gonna have. You know, one and then maybe a second one and be loopy already. You can, you know, a Labatts. You know, you can throw back a few of them. Feel pretty good and go on with your day.
1: Well, and I think my favorite style, though, uh, ultimately, it's one that almost nobody gets right. I can't think of too many commercial examples where they actually get the style right, is a Kolsch. So, Kolsch is a hybrid between a lager and an ale. And there is something about a good Kolsch that has a slight bit of sour, the hint of sour without sour being the dominant flavor. It's light. It's refreshing. It is all the good parts of a lager and all the good parts of an ale. And I wish somebody would actually get it right commercially.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've had a couple sours um, in in, in my day, and and a lot of times they are way too overpowering with the, the sourness, I guess you could say. Of it, And it's like, eh, you know what, OK, I can drink, you know, one of these. But, you know, after that, it's like, all right, it's time to move on to something a little bit uh, a little bit simpler than that.
1: Yeah. What's well, this? Nice. I mean, just like a food, right? Like food is a balance between the salty, the fatty and the acid, right? Like it has to be that perfect balance to be really great. If, if you have the best grilled salmon in the world, but you don't have a little bit of acidity to it. It's not a good piece of fish, right? Right, right. And of course, I I think a good beer should have a little bit of bitter, uh, a little bit of a a little bit of sweetness, and just a hint of sour to give that balance. Sour is the acidity of the beer world, and a colch gives you the sour without tasting like a sour patch kid or, God forbid, a mad dog margarita. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you could give it that comparison. Too as I was, you know, sipping on this, I'm like, yeah, I remember the one sour I had, you know, was kind of similar to the taste of this.
1: Yeah, this tastes like those uh, sour gummy patch kids, but somehow turn into liquid and you put salt on it. Y- yum! Yay, yeah. Mad, Mad Dog yeah. Margarita.
0: <laughs> but we're still, Although I, got, we're still I got, fully, bit, we're still fully supporting it, though. You know, oh, don't absolutely. don't let this, you know,
1: no, no I don't got let this fool me. you, you know. I
0: mean, I know we're. We're a little ways in, you know, we're almost an hour, you know, in here. So, you know, they kind of hits you a little bit, you know, when you drink a few of them. And, you know, it just we're just feeling the, the Mad Dog goodness right now. So, So don't be worried. Anybody out there who's listening, who's like, oh, well, I was going to make one of these. But now you guys are kind of steering me in the other direction. You know, don't listen to the last three minutes. We fully support the Mad Dog Margarita. Go out and make yours right now.
1: Bob, I will swear, I will say that uh, if my son does not name my grandchild someday uh, Mad Dog 2020, <laughs> uh, then I will probably disown him. That's how much I love the Mad Dog Margarita. <laughs> In fact, I'm changing my name. It's not going to be no longer be Bob Roland. It's going to be Bob Margarita. So uh, Bob Margarita is my new name officially. All
0: right. All and, right. Uh, See, breaking my, uh,
1: news. Right. And my grandson will hopefully your grand granddaughter. Uh, we'll probably be named a Mad, Dog, uh, Mad Dog 2020 Mar- Margarita. You heard her here first.
0: See? Breaking news, people. You know, see, this is what we do here, guys. We bring people together, and we change people's names legally. This is a legally binding contract now, so just legally don't back out now. This is it. This is official, you know. That's,
1: that's right. Now, I know when my ex-wife finds out, she's going to be upset, but that's all right. <laughs> that's I, okay. it, it's it's going to happen.
0: It, it wouldn't be the first time, Right.
1: Certainly not the first time; yeah. hence the term X.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not the first time, not the last time either.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: <laughs> so, so what's next for you and the uh, in in the world of podcasting, or just in the world of Mad Dog Margaritas? I mean, what can we look forward to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what what's on tap for
1: you guys? Well, you know, after taking a sabbatical, I'm I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to go into. Uh, more photography or back to the booze industry. I, I, I kind of have some a uh, couple books idea. I like to uh, hike the Appalachian Trail and take pictures on film and like the last film documentary, of The Trail Hikers, I think would be fascinating. Uh, on the other hand, there's also that siren call of every time I have something, a bad drink, which by the way, Mad Dog Margarita, certainly not. Every time oh, I have a no. bad drink, I think to myself, I need to start making good drinks. And so I'm toying around with the idea. Uh, but no matter what, with regards to the podcast, uh, Cow walks in a comic shop. I love what I'm doing with Barbara. Uh, we have a lot of fun with the topic we have. Now, granted, I don't think we've actually reviewed a comic book in the past three weeks, but we still have on great guests and news and the normal kind of goofiness that you would expect. And Barbara is as charming as any human being could possibly be. Uh, we also have a, another podcast uh, that i am been working on and I've been promising has been going to be released any month now. Uh, The less said about that, the better. Uh, Then finally, I have a third podcast coming out, but I may not even do that on my own name. I, I love, it is, for me, podcasting is the ability to pretend like I'm Dr. Johnny Fever at WKRP in Cincinnati. It's that, you know, dream of being a disc jockey when I was listening to AM radio under the sheets late at night. I love the whole aspect of podcasting. I I do it just for fun, and even if uh, comic books cease publication or we cease covering comic books, but for God's sakes, Gal walks will still be doing something because we have so much fun doing it.
0: Yeah, and like you said, you don't have. I know you were saying in the beginning you were like you guys were trying to stick to your format and and having everything you know line up as it as it should. But like you said, as you kind of go on, things evolve. You know, you go down a different road, you start doing things other than comics, different topics, different interviews, different people come on the show. Uh, Next thing, you know, you're going to have, you know, uh, someone on there who was hooking up with a a bunch of guys in a bathroom. I mean, uh, the sky's the limit
1: sure maybe i'll be hooking up with a couple guys in the bathroom (laughs) and recording it just because that's (laughs) providing content it's like sorry barbara i didn't mean to blow these sailors but we needed some content for the show and they were paying
0: and they wanted a mad dog margarita and i had the bottle right here
1: there you are
0: (laughs) (laughs) well well and and who
1: knows maybe you know you could be uh the new bum wine bob too well, as I said, just uh, when you get that package next week, just uh, you know, just uh, uh, tell everyone to get away as you open it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'll I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs>
1: you know, at some point we're gonna need to have a battle of the bobs. This is uh, all there is to it.
0: <laughs> it it's, it's gonna it's gonna happen. You know, it's gonna be uh, one of these days. It's gonna you know come you know head to head. You know, it's gonna be a battle. So you better better get training. You better get ready.
1: Sunday 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 come down for the event of the century it's Bob versus Bob all Bob combat it's Bob on Bob action Sunday 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 all right'm I'm, I'm still workshopping it we' we'll, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there
0: <laughs> We'll get there it's a work in progress you know we'll we'll have to uh work out the uh, the details we'll have uh, we'll have your people call my people they'll uh, they'll sort everything
1: out for us uh, let's hope the the our people have not been uh, drinking as many mad dog margaritas as I have.
0: Uh, I don't know. We can't uh, confirm nor deny that. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how, it, see how it works out. But, no, but hey, it was, it was great chatting with you here. I appreciate you taking the time and and coming on the on the show, coming up with this, this wonderful, glorious, beautiful drink concoction known as the Mad Dog Margarita, which I'm sure is going to take the whole world by storm. Once the podcast is dropped and people see the pictures of it out there, I mean, you teased them last week showing your, your preparation for it with the with the bottle and the glasses. I took a picture of the ingredients before I put mine together here tonight. I might make one or two more even uh, in the coming days and in the week and maybe even when the podcast drops just to celebrate, you know, so it's uh, sky's the limit.
1: That's right. Aside from the crushing headache that we will all get from the nitrates in Mad Dog uh, 2020, uh, it is absolutely. This ought to be the summer of Mad Dog. And why not? It's 2019. Things are weird enough. Why not make it weirder? That's my philosophy. And
0: and really, we're getting them prepped and ready, because it's 2019 now, and what year is coming up in just a few months?
1: Oh, that is true.
0: See? See, we're, we're laying the... We're laying the groundwork right here to get people ready. We're, we're easing them in with the Mad Dog Margarita now in July of 2019.
1: A All we need to con- do is convince both any Republican or any Democrat to, instead of their candidate 2020 sign on their lawn, put on Mad Dog Margarita 2020. Let's See? get this done, folks. Mm-hmm. Let's get this done.
0: See, this is a win for America right here.
1: God bless America. You know, we may not be able to agree <laughs> on much, but we can agree upon cheap-ass wine that makes us want to stab people.
0: I'll drink to that every day of the week.
1: I would, too, but I'm out of Mad Dog Margarita. And, uh, <laughs> and I think I just uh, got Jameson as opposed to scotch. God damn it, Barbara. Anyways, yes. Anyway,
0: all right. Well, uh, on that note, you want to do a <laughs> uh, do a do uh, uh, a final plug, tell people where they can find you guys, where they can listen to
1: you. Absolutely. So if you want to listen to someone who uh, drinks less Mad Dog Margaritas, well, that's not true, who will be on air drinking less Mad Dog Margaritas Margaritas than me, and can form a coherent sentence, by all means, listen to Barbara. She's the best part of a gal walks into a comic shop, which is heard every other Tuesday, wherever you get a podcast. Now, you can get it from iTunes, you can get it from uh, Stitcher, you you can get it from Spotify. You could even get it if you sit very quietly. In the middle of the woods, with only your bottle of Mad Dog, you can hear it on the wind. That's how you get the podcast. So yeah, Gal walks into the comic shop.
0: <clears throat> All right, there it is. You guys heard it here first. Gal walks into the comic shop. We got Mister Mister Bob Roland here with us. Well, Bob, you know my my last uh, Mad Dog Margarita. I'm taking the last sip.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Ooh, there it is. That's the the goodness right there. But hey. Thanks again for coming on the show. We'll have our battle of the bobs. We'll start laying the groundwork for the Mad Dog Twenty Twenty campaign, and we'll definitely have to do it again. and And I think we'll uh, we'll start uh, hashing out some new uh, some new drink concoctions for the future.
1: I uh, you know I think we can make a fancy ass cocktail out of uh, any any cheap ass one. Uh, you know how about clamato and Natty ice, right? You could be it could be the poor man's bloody Mary.
0: yeah, I don't know after the uh, after the uh, modelo uh, uh, <laughs> one I had uh, a few weeks back, uh, that was uh, my one uh, trip down that road, which I'm not sure I'm ready for in the in the near future anyway <laughs> not not that not that it ended up being anything bad in hangover or or a headache or anything or, th- or throwing up or things like that. It was just, uh, when I was drinking that one, man, it was just, uh, that was a rough one to, to drink down. It was just not a beverage that, uh, cooperated with me, but maybe, maybe if we mix it, as I kind of said on, on that show, when I was talking with, uh, uh, Aaron and uncle on, on that podcast when we were drinking that one, I said, maybe if we, add a few extra garnishes to it in the right environment. I mean, maybe add a few uh, tacos to the mix. Maybe it would work out better. So maybe we'll do a, a food pairing with it as well.
1: Well, there is a tequila shandy beer is one of the cocktails I've always liked, uh, which actually it should have a Mexican beer in it. It's basically a Mexican beer, lemonade, tequila, uh, I think lemons. So I'm just saying that your uh, Modelo uh, might be a place for it.
0: Well, give it a shot. You know, I said I wasn't going to do it again on its own. But like you said, we, we mix it up together with something else. We might be onto to something. If we can make a Mad Dog Margarita enjoyable, then
1: you never know. So that's my job is a class of the Bobcat. It's a Bobcat who's now, yes, he might be a scruffy, plague, tick-infested Bobcat, but he's a Bobcat with class and elegance and and mange. This is what I'm really shooting for.
0: Well, hey, man, I appreciate the help. I appreciate you coming on here. Be sure to check out the A Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop podcast with our main man, Bob, here, and Barbara. And Until next time, I'll raise my empty glass to you, which I'll have to go refill now, and cheers.